And welcome everyone to <laughs> Film Room, what am I like? My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hey everyone. And Nicole. Hello. And tonight we are taking a listener suggestion as we said we would. We finally have gotten some space in the schedule with the new releases slowing down a bit. So we are doing Spirited Away. Spirited Away It was a listener suggestion from Thomas. So thank you, Thomas, for the suggestion. It was a while ago, so hopefully you are still listening to this. But uh, like I said, they have been, we have backlogged all of the listener suggestions. He just uh, gave up. <laughs> Every episode, I, I like to think every episode is like, is this the week they're doing it? <laughs> and it's just like, it's, it's like, here, no, it's, it's another. Here. And we're doing another movie based on a play this week. And he's just like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> um, Spirited Away. So this is this, our first Studio Ghibli film. We've never done a Studio Ghibli film. And they uh, are known for all of their different uh, Japanese anime style films. They're in one of the oldest uh animation studios that still pumps out pretty consistently acclaimed content they're up there with pixar and in terms of that uh but they're completely their own thing we uh, i have not seen enough of these i watch a lot of anime tv shows uh but i actually don't watch too too i haven't seen too many anime movies uh but i had seen this one once before so this was a revisit for me uh jess i believe you said this is also the second time you've seen this yes and the first time i believe i was very young (laughs) yeah i did see um a couple of his others and the one that um stands close to home is arietti i think i watched that again in college and i still think about that every so often yeah i need to see that i still have not seen uh arietti my neighbor totoro is a popular one i've seen kiki's delivery service uh which i again that was when i was a kid so i don't really remember that super well uh, but they they have a whole ton of movies. Uh, Nicole, had you seen Spirited Away before? Were you familiar with it at least at all, or no? Never seen it, um, but I'm familiar with kind of pop culture of it all, of seeing like when the Tumblr days, <laughs> everybody had like pictures of the little soot duty bobs on there, and everyone was getting <laughs> tattoos of them, and I just knew them from that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of recognizable creatures here that you'll, like, even if you've never seen it, you'll see it. It's interesting you point out the little soot spiders. I always pictured uh, uh, no, the no-face guy, the one with the ma- the mask. That was yeah, he's, black. He, he's popular, too. He's the one I always think of. But uh, here's Spirited Away, in case you did not know what it's about. A young girl becomes trapped in a strange new world of spirits. When her parents undergo a mysterious transformation, she must call upon the courage she never knew she had to free herself and return her family to the outside world. Very uh, generic uh, statement for what this is. It's very unique animation, a very unique storytelling method. Uh, maybe it's just uh, not not Western, so it's very different uh, in the way the story is structured, I, I thought. When we get into those spoilers here in a second, if you have not seen Spirited Away... It is on HBO Max. Uh, I know this one is very hard to find usually. A lot of the, the uh, Studio Ghibli movies are not on the other streaming services frequently, and they're usually very expensive. Like, you go to store, this is like, there's never a used copy, and it's always new for like 30 bucks. Like, it's, they're very they're very hard to find. So, But H- if you have HBO Max, there's a whole Studio Ghibli section on there. Spirited Away is on there as well. So go check it out. Revisit before we spoil it here now. 
We rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall residence and feel of the movie. So our lead is 10-year-old Chihiro and her parents and her are traveling to a new home. Her father is driving up these winding roads, taking shortcuts, and they get to a tunnel. And they get out of the tunnel, and they walk down the tunnel, and they get to like an abandoned village. Uh, he's Her father insists it's uh, one of the abandoned theme parks. I guess that's a big thing that happened for a while, is they were building a bunch of theme parks, and then the economy collapsed, and then they don't... Uh, they just have abandoned ones around. So again, mm-hmm. part of part of culture that I'd, I'm not familiar with, but I, I'm able to follow. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they the parents stumble onto one of the booths there is serving a bunch of food, but no one's around. And they just start chowing down. They start eating all this food, and the little girl is freaked out and like, "Oh, probably shouldn't just be eating all that food lying around." Right. And they're like, "No, they're gluttonous." Yeah, they, they are. They're so gluttonous that as the sun sets, they transform into pigs—literal pigs—with uh, wearing their parents' clothes. Uh, she shadowy figures start to appear. There's a uh, another. Uh, he looks human, but I guess we learn he's not really human. Uh, boy who tries to uh, stop get her out of there in time uh haku um but he's unsuccessful and he's kind of like the guy to help her along this new spirit world she stumbles into with all these fantastical creatures there's a bunch of ducks walking around with leaf hats and there's like these like round doll type of creatures there's uh the there's this grandma looking bird that runs the whole hotel thing that's like there's the frog the main that place. reminds me exactly of the frog from Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> there's the there's the little frog from yes, similar to Meet the Robinsons, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, the guy with all the arms who runs the coal part. So she meets all these fantastical characters and she has to just kind of survive there. She has she uh has to get like a job there and it seems that days pass, several days, and she's just becomes like a worker in this hotel bathhouse kind of place and uh, then other things start to happen and she has to try to eventually save her parents from being pigs that are going to be slaughtered and uh, get them back to the regular world so that's the best I could do to describe this plot Uh, what do you think of this plot Jess I I would say given the plot that was a pretty good um, short Mm -hmm. summary of it (laughs) I did my best it's really hard to describe so I swear I watched this with my friend when we were little um, in the movie theater and the friend I'm thinking, I don't know if it was this. I'm pretty sure it was, but it definitely was some anime movie because my friend I'm thinking of loved anime and it totally made sense. And the year we were friends, it made sense. So I think I saw this in theaters. Uh, don't, okay, so don't quote me on that. a little bit that now. <laughs> um, but I do did not remember how much of a fever dream this movie really was. I it was just so imaginative. I didn't think it was going to be like that. Arietti was much more slower and, I guess, normal pace. This was very fast Grounded. Yeah. yeah. You could go get a snack or go to the bathroom real fast and come back and literally everything has changed. And the only <laughs> way to really summarize this is to be like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. Like, there's that's just the, the flow of the movie. So it it was a lot to take in, I, I say for that. And after I finished watching it, I was like, should I read a plot summary of what this was about to make sure I understood it? And I was like, fuck it, no, never mind. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> um, so it's it's hard to rate because I can't even really tell you much what 
what it was about. It was it was a lot at once. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to give it a a three. I do have to ask: Did you listen to this in English or Japanese? Because when we started playing it, it started playing English, and I was like, "Oh, I, I don't like watching things subbed English ever. Like, it, it hurts my ears to not hear the original voice." So I switched it over to Japanese. But it did start in English. Did you stick with English? Or oh yeah, I, I stuck with English. I figured. I know you're a, a dubs over subs person. Um, all right. Well, what do you think of this plot, uh, Nicole? Well, um. I never got into this style of movie or this genre of artwork as a young person like a lot of people have. Like I was talking about like the Tumblr pages <laughs> because that's when like <laughs> right. that's when like I recognize that's what I from where I recognize the majority of these things, right? So this never like tickled my fancy that much to watch this type of animation. I don't think that me being an adult now is aiding in my enjoyment of it because I just found it to be really strange. And, you know, how, who are we to say it's strange or not? We're American and we don't get it, I guess. But there has to be, there, there is definitely some charm to the movie. Like there is fantastical things in here and just the imagination of it all. And, building this world that makes zero sense but still kind of makes a little bit of sense if you just let it happen uh is pretty cool but i don't think this is my favorite style of movie favorite genre i'm not really an anime fan so that just kind of persuades me in one direction over another of how i feel about it that's I don't want to say that's because it's a bad movie or it's a good movie. I just think it's not my type of movie. Um, based on, based on that, I think I'm going to give it a two point five for the plot. It's a little confusing. <laughs> plot wise, I can understand what's happening up until the third act is where like I kind of like all right, I'm all I'm all done with whatever they're doing here. I like <laughs> I like it up until the third act, which is where they take like a train. And the 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 no face guy just kind of keeps following her. All that I I, I think I it's kind of remember it's, a it, train. That's it's like it's, at the end. That's not even at the, the end. They take the train the th- through the water to the other the the twin the twin ladies the twin of the grandma's house. After this gigantic no face dude eats people from the town and eats everything in sight. He's got the balls to walk behind her and say, oh, can I get on this train too? <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's there's stuff like that where I'm like, when you talk about literal plot and character motivations, and like, uh, you can't take it too literally. And that is that is something I do like, because I, I tend to, you know, literal films can be really good, and some of my favorites are, but I like more exploration and more like theme stuff and like this has that in spades and that's why i like this uh until the end when i'm just kind of over it all the way all of her stuff in the town working at on the various parts in the hotel the the goop the the stink spirit that comes in everything with the no face guy until they leave the hotel is all i think all that stuff's really good um, and I understand what's going on. Like, I understand she's working there and like, she's trying to get things or information that'll help. Like she has that little, uh, blob that if she feeds it to the 
her parents as pigs, they'll go back to being human, but she has to use it for other purposes to to help her in different situations. All that stuff I can follow, and like I like the what she's trying to do. Um, so the plot I I actually think is pretty pretty creative and interesting. But you can you you cannot take it super literally. You need to be like looking to be like an active participant in watching it. It's not gonna it's not uh gonna just kind of wash over you. You need to like be as uh, involved as possible, I guess, in it. And if if you're not, then I can understand that this would just be a confusing, interesting to look at, but a very confusing thing to watch. Uh, it's very Alice in Wonderlandy too. If we're gonna have a Western comparison, yeah, I could see that. It reminds me a lot about the movie that I keep threatening to to host pick the Congress. So when we get to that, we can we can look at the comparison there. Um, but there's, there's a lot of other types of these movies that I really enjoy with more exploratory stuff going on. So let's, let's get into the characters. I'm going to give it a four because the ending, I don't really think it sticks any sort of landing for me. Um, it just kind of fizzles, but, uh, the characters other than our lead little girl, uh, Chihiro, um, there's, I mean, I kind of named a bunch. I don't want to name them all again. Pick out the ones you liked and you didn't like because... And just describe them however you want, because the names are some of the names you can remember. Let's do all the work today, huh? (laughs) Well, it's a it's it's pretty it's a pretty difficult movie to talk about the specifics of. I mean, do you want me to list twenty characters, or do you want? Yeah, I I figured you didn't want me to do that. So, what do you think of these characters, Nicole? Um, I grew to really like the main character the the most of anybody. You know, she was annoying me in the beginning because she wasn't well, I mean she obviously didn't know what was going on so we can't really fault her for being scared but I'm like okay you just gotta kind of get over it <laughs> like you're literally stuck um so I didn't know how I felt about her in the beginning but I grew to for her to be my favorite character just because she just kind of put her pride aside and was like okay I'm just gonna do these things that's what I'm told to do and I want to make sure my parents are safe. So just the fact that she would do these things for however long it was. Um, she also didn't take crap from the uh, main lady, the old creepy lady. Um, so I liked that too. She was disturbing as hell. I did not like her. She really freaked me out. And that weird pustule on her head was really disgusting. <laughs> I didn't like that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing with like weirdly des- designed things, and if that freaks me out, I don't like that. But I do like the fat baby. He was probably the funniest part of the whole thing. The big fat baby was the was the greatest part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say about her little friend. I don't know his story. I don't. I don't feel like trying to explain it in my head either like i could just let it be the thing that i am curious about is the no face guy because it's a really interesting character and i'm not really sure what it's doing or what it is why it's following her and being so nice and generous to her but cruel to everybody else i don't get that so that's interesting i wonder if that's actually i want to know is do these characters spill into other movies I haven't seen enough other Studio Ghibli to know oh. if they have cr- much crossover. But oh. um, if they did, when I we would... get to resonance and feel and like themes, there's a lot of themes to talk about here. So we can expand on like what these. There's a lot of stuff. There's stuff I understand, and then there's stuff that I think specifically Japanese that I that I yeah. don't understand because I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd be interested time. to see more about the No Face guy. He's probably the most intriguing of anybody, but um. 
Yeah, I mean, the characters are the best part of this because everybody is so unique and I like the little frog. Um, <laughs> I mean, everything's fine. <laughs> I'm going to give it like a 3.5. What do you think, Jess? Yeah, I agree with Nicole. I really like the little girl. Um, she has a very strong conscious or so I guess what I mean is she definitely knows what's right from what's wrong. She's very determined to help her parents. She's willing to do whatever it takes. Um, she can kind of sniff out what's a good situation and what's a bad situation. In the end, at first it was like she's totally doing this to help her parents. And then towards the end, it seemed like she's just kind of doing this to get on with her day or to survive just because every minute is something new. And she was just introduced to so many things. She is uh, very flexible and definitely go with the flow because, I mean, I guess she really had no other choice. I also, I like the teenage friend she had, like the her older mentor, I guess her boss or whatever. I thought she was cool and she helped her um, like oh, f- yeah. figure things out. And too. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. I liked her a lot. Her little boyfriend was cool. He turned into a dragon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like a, a totally different person as a dragon than as a person. And I don't know if they're supposed, he knew. When he was a dragon in a person, or did he not know about his other forms? As he doesn't he know person? about his. He doesn't know his real name or how long he's been there or what he comes from. So there's a whole uh, theme part of that. That there's a a lot of consumerism stuff and a lot of environmentalism stuff, and that's part of invo- the environmentalism stuff. Fun. Okay. Uh, um, just go I, over everyone's head. Am I the only? <laughs> yeah, I def. I liked the. I called him the nice Grim Reaper because he he dressed <laughs> like a Grim Reaper, but he was like, he was friendly. <laughs> it's like the friendly Grim Reaper that always gave her clues or gave her money or gave her. Uh, I don't know. Um, just helped her out in life. He was cool. I also agree with Nicole that old lady was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> She, was. she looked like Ugh. a witch. Yubaba is her. Yubaba and yeah, Zinababa is the is the twin sister. I don't know if she's good or not, but she's not the main one. Yeah. Ugh. And I, I think I I did enough. I'll go also give them a three five. Maybe we should have done ratings for this one. This was hard to, to pick numbers for. I mean, there's too much to like even consider into a lot of these categories because there's just a lot happening and they want us to look more into it than i think we want to especially when we're almost 30 years old like i'm not in the mood well is this <laughs> meant for is this meant specifically for children i don't i don't think a kid is gonna pick up on any of the large or maybe i guess people in their mid-20s won't pick up on the deeper theme i don't here, even but i didn't pick up on any theme so I don't know what age. Is yeah, this the fact for? that you're saying consumerism and and economic, or, 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 well, the whole whatever, so the whole environmentalism. Whole... No, I don't. I'm not getting that. Okay, well, they turn into. I, mean, I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, they, they turn first the consumerism stuff. They turn into like literal pigs after bragging about they have the cash and the credit cards to pay for it, and they just cons- they consume at like a, a absurd looking pace. If you're looking at a regular movie and these two parents walk into a town and they sit down and start eating all this food and like they're just like yeah don't worry about it it's fine that's not a behavior any normal character would have in any regular movie right if you if you were watching a regular movie with a that had like a much more normal plot and these two characters walk into a bandit town and there's all this food at them when they started eating like crazy people like that wouldn't that would be weird right we agree okay, yeah yeah okay I- so clearly that must mean something else because 
why would they just do that for no reason? And that's because things like that when you're in the world and they're doing things that aren't regular behavior, it's supposed to be pointing to something more, uh, something larger. So it's the, with the them over consuming as well as the actual no face guy who is pure consumerism. And why does everyone give him everything he wants? They, he, he creates, uh, the gold and the gold he throws to them and they beg for his gold and they'll give him whatever he wants and he will literally right. eat them and they'll still give him the gold. They'll be afraid of him and they'll, they'll do anything for that gold. And then as soon as the, and that's why he's always going for the little girl. He's like this big temptation creature or like, Oh, like, don't you want this gold? Don't you want, don't you want these, uh, tag things? Remember the tag things when she's cleaning the, the goop monster, mm-hmm. which is the environmental person part. We can get to that later. And she keeps refusing. She doesn't want to interact with this creature, even though everyone else is, Oh, give me the gold. Give me the stuff. I'll give you whatever you want. And then when he turns, he loses all his shit. We see that the gold isn't really gold. It's a bunch of pebbles that he just manipulated. It wasn't worth anything. Just like how money is just paper and electronic oh, numbers. What, what, that he, the gold turned to pebbles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, the gold. I missed that too. Oh my god. I, you need to see. This is my whole thing. Like, you can't you can't just, like, watch it and, like, every little kind of thing. This is, uh, the details I'm sure I missed. I've only seen this twice. But the gold turns to pebbles. And it's just like, oh, it's just like paper or ones and zeros on a computer. Like, money is only valuable because we see it that way. And it's really not worth anything. And we just destroyed our ta- hotel and we're under the fear of this giant greedy tyrant all because we wanted these little pebbles. So that, that's that's part of the consumerism stuff. There's obviously more stuff with labor, all the people working uh, in, like, for their small quarters. There's a big, uh, like, um, hierarchy there. The grandma has all the power. Then a couple of her, like, assistant manager cohorts have some power. And they're all very cruel to each other. And everyone's cruel to the ranks beneath them. Uh, so there's a big, like, class thing going on in there. I can't, you know, it's, but that's all stuff that we would take a long time to explain. But I, I, you guys were not picking up on any of uh, that kind of level of watching I mean, these now that you say around. it, I, I can, it makes sense. But I think any movie you can connect themes and connections to. I don't think this one specifically has something overarching. It, it like what, what did we just do uh, last last week? That Denzel movie. That's such a regular movie that doesn't have more s- stuff going on. It's a two hour entertainment piece of a dr- cr- crime thriller, and this is a movie where like there's no the plot is not like literal. Like everything is meaning to something else. So if not watching it to watch just a plot and characters unfold, you're watching it to you know see something bigger than just oh, this girl's in a fantasy land. Just like how Alice in Wonderland is not really about a girl walking around in mushroom fields and stuff. It has a bunch of larger themes in it. Yeah, no, that I does mean, make sense. Anyway, the characters, I think, are pretty good in this. Uh, I like the, the, the little girl quite a bit. She grows yeah, in we're, the... we're told through everything, like, what Alice in Wonderland is really about. And, like, when you have that at your disposal to know that it's about drugs and this and that and the other thing. Yeah, you're going to read between the lines when you watch it, but I've never heard anything about this, so how would I relate the two to what I assume is a child's movie looking at a dragon and thinking that must have something something to do with environmentalism how would i ever correlate those two things it just does well it's just well, picking up you know. on the clues the movie leaves you to get, reach those conclusions mm. 
Anyway, if maybe if you saw the pebbles, <laughs> the, the gold turned to pebbles. So this would all this would all have made uh, made the sense. But uh, I, our lead girl, I liked. I like her as a character to follow. She's likable, but not. Um, unflawed like she's she is not good at surviving in this world at first which makes you know helps to make it uh make her more relatable like she feels very fish out of water she doesn't like show up in this world and all of a sudden she's the best and she's the chosen one and she's kicking ass uh she is barely getting by slowly learning things but we also learn that she actually does have some she sees things that all these other people don't like the goop monster who everyone doesn't want to let in the hotel and then she lets it in and it turns out it's not a, a stink spirit or whatever they think it is but it's actually one of the great river spirits and it was all that pollution shit you know the the environment how is that how is that not the dragon i thought that was the dragon the it looked exactly like him it looked exactly like him when he threw up all the the crap i thought there were two i thought there were more than more than one like river uh spirits because the the other one is a river spirit very confusing Okay. Anyway, um, other character. I like uh, uh, Kamaji, Kamaji, the the guy with all the arms. I just think he's a fun looking character. I like his uh, demeanor and hit boss around the little spider creatures. That's just some fun, good comedy stuff in there. Um, all the patron guests just look fun and funny, and that is, and that's why when you, if you look at, if you're a kid watching this, like, oh, funny creatures and characters running around doing funny things, and if you're an adult watching it, you maybe look for something else, um, but. I don't. I, I talked plenty on other stuff, so I won't harp on characters forever. Uh, I'll, I'll give them a, a nice four. I think uh, there's definitely some I don't care for as much. I don't think. Uh, I, I don't think Baby is fleshed out to me too much. I think that's supposed to be another consumerism thing, but I don't really get it. Um, I do like the three heads. The three heads that bob around. They're good. Uh, I like that they they are good comedic characters. Um, so the visual and sound, there's some stuff in here, right? What do we think of that? Whose turn is it? Uh, back to you, Nicole. Well, the visual is definitely a lot. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to look at and I think that everything looks really cool. I think this is like quintessential anime like this is what I what you would think of when you think of th- that genre. Um, it looks older than what it is. I didn't know this was from two thousands. I thought I was a little bit older than that. It's like I said earlier. It's not really my style, and it's not really my taste. So I can't really say that I enjoyed it <laughs> because I it was fine. I don't really remember much of the music, and I know you're gonna be like, "What the fuck? There was so much music in it." But um, <laughs> the, the music was actually not a part I was going to harp on. I don't, uh, I don't have a whole lot of the music. More sounds than music. Well, okay. Well, if we're going to talk about sounds, you know what sound we're talking about is the creepy moaning that No Face Man has. I don't get that. Yeah. So strange. But he, he changed when he ate all the people and all the stuff. He actually had a voice, which was interesting. He had the frog voice. Um, right. So he ate the frog I guy first. Deep, deep meaning symbolism that is, or it's just because he ate a frog. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's okay to me. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two. I don't have much to say. Okay, what do you got, Jess? I think my visual and sound is probably the highest of the scores. I, you guys know, I never pay attention to music, but I loved the classical music in this. Um, I don't know why, but. That definitely resonated with me. And as for the artwork, 
usually when I watch a cartoon and the artwork changes, like the style doesn't look the same consistently, it usually pisses me off. But this, it worked well. And in some scenes, like the, I guess, the most closest to you looks anime-ish, but then sometimes like a layer back almost looks like watercolor. And like the layer behind that, it looks like it could be like an oil paint or something. So he definitely layers different kinds of styles in here. And I even think the old lady like doesn't even completely look like the same kind of style as the other uh, anime characters. So there is a, a good mix of different kinds of art in this. And um, I do appreciate that. I thought that was very creative. Uh, so I'm giving this a four. It's so interesting you like all the older animated films like you like older cell type animations and then not as keen on newer experimental animations and then when it comes to actual like uh live acting people anything over 10 years old is basically ancient (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very interesting um yeah the visual style is is great like that i think if you're and this is great for if you have kids watching this who are not going to understand at all what's going on um it is so colorful and the characters are so unique all there's so many unique looking characters and that i think now 20 years after this is made like you could say oh the frog the meet the robinson's frog like there were other characters in this that i saw where i'm like i kind of have seen this redone or reimagined since but this feels um this feels new and this or new for the time at least. And it feels wholly unique and like not replicable. And I said, like, I don't watch a lot. I haven't seen a lot of anime movies, but I've seen a lot of the uh, series that they are, they make now that are, you know, that are not that old, but uh, those all have a much more of a sameness to them, even when they have weird, quirky, quick characters, which they typically do. But this is just bursting at the seams with color and interesting things to look at. And uh, the sound design is what I really like for the, the, like the actual sound, like the, they're when they're in like the boiler room and all the churning of all the shit that he's moving around. I love this, the, the little, the little cards that they stand up on the strings. There's a name for that. And they, really have those things and i don't know what that's called but i think it's super cool they have those in uh in bathhouses so to tell you like what kind of uh, uh water mix to use so all the sound design stuff is really cool i i think i find the eh, sound that the guy makes is very comedic because he's this big scary unknown creature and then he gets close to you and he just makes this very whimpery like eh, sound um i think it actually kind of works really well uh, I love the visual and sound of this. Uh, I'm going to give it a four or five. Any other, there, before wait, we get to there, the end. There was one visual I, I meant to say I forgot about. The one where mm-hmm. the very, very dirty customer comes into the hotel or whatever business it is to take a bath, mm-hmm. I guess. That was, it just, I could smell how filthy it was. They did such a good job of drawing out how muddy that character was. Isn't it? I find it that scene's that's my one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's so satisfying when like she gets the like the thorn that has all the, the pollution on it and yanks it out and all the sludge just like cleanses off. I'm just, I find that scene so so satisfying. Like it just, like I think that's one of my favorite. Like just the descending. If we're if we're going into that now, I, I don't uh, I don't think it really sticks much of a landing after she leaves with uh, Haku, who is who Haku is the spirit of the. Kohaku River, 
who does not remember what he used to be like that when he's the when he's the the boy, he does not remember that he was once a spirit. There is a whole environmentalism thing. I, I looked this up after because this did not hit for me when I was watching it. Um, but it apparently it's supposed to be like uh, he his home was there and then they built all this stuff. And then that like erased who he was because the literal buildings taking over like destroy and changing of the river and getting rid of all that stuff actually changed who he was because he's a spirit of the land. So wait, I thought that that part I understood because he literally said that he was like, Oh, that's why I don't remember who I am because they built apartments over the river. I thought that part was more obvious than the other things. Oh, interesting. Like that. Well, I mean, I, when they, yeah, when they, I suppose when they literally say, but like, I don't think that, um, I didn't find it as effective as like because uh, I thought I thought the stink monster was a better environmentalism message because it was less it was it was more visual and like visceral than just being like oh I can't remember because my home was destroyed and then they built this town over it I didn't think that if we're talking resonance and feel that didn't hit me as much as the stink monster part did but uh, I'm glad you picked up on that though that's good. Um, <laughs> The they the, what's happening here at the end? They got on the train with all the shadowy figures with uh, with no face hanging out with them, and they go to the grand the other the the sister's house, the sister grandma Zenba, and um, what happens? Do you guys know what happens here? I don't really understand this. Like what what happens at the end here? Because then they end up going back, and she has to pick which of the pigs is her parents and she says none of them are and they're like you're correct and then they all turn into people and then now you can leave and then she leaves with her parents and the car has been sitting there for days and the whole thing's overgrown but like i don't know how long i didn't i thought they were in there for like three or four days i didn't realize they'd maybe been in there for weeks maybe they were Um, maybe the food they ate was actually like shrooms and they just all (laughs) were tripping for a day and a half maybe the the parents might have, she didn't eat, the only thing she ate was uh, the berry that was given to her, but she ate a couple of things in there, I guess, but she didn't eat, like, um, the trap. She food, ate a dumpling. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she's always eating, when she's eating, she's eating with, like, the other residents. She's not just, like, um, going hard at the, like, the weird left-to-its-own-devices buffet where no one's around. But, uh, uh, anyway, when they get, that's how it ends. They, they get out after not picking her parents as the pigs. That I don't really know what the significance of, um, but this ending and any other resonance. I mean, of if anything, like- it's just like it's because she would know which ones her parents were. Like she knows who her parents are. She figured that out as soon as she walked into the pig pen that one time, and she was about to give the treat away, and she she was like, "They're not here." So she's. I think it's just knowing that who your family is. Okay. All right. I mean, I I would have been more impressed if she picked the right two in the group and not realized that it was an, I guess, to make it an extra trick layer, like, oh, they're not even here at all. And then you did it. And then she, le- I don't know. If, the, the ending for this feels weird to me. I don't, I don't know why I don't uh, connect with this ending, but what do you think of the resonance and feel? Anything else you want to talk about? Jess? Yeah, I agree. The part that I didn't like that I couldn't really connect at all is when, she was uh, riding the dragon, and then she was like, wait, you were in a river, and I dropped my shoe, and you helped me find it. And I was like, girl, where did you get that from? Like, how does that even remind you of the shoe that you <laughs> dropped? And 
he helped you find it or something like that. That was, I think, yeah. a, a pretty big stretch for me. But I, I think my resonance and feels going to be lowest here. If I was smart enough and could connect the dots to consumerism or any other overarching theme, I would probably reward myself and feel better about it. But I really just watched this movie as it was. Therefore, it was just scene after scene after scene and not too much really um, kept with me. <laughs> so I'm just going <laughs> to give it a two. <laughs> uh, you have anything uh, else, uh, Nicole? What do you got for it? No, I would like to talk to somebody that actually really enjoys this movie because I want to know what I'm missing that must be so amazing that people are still watching this and that it's still like a huge part of anime culture and everything. So I would like to know why I don't like this (laughs) from talking to somebody else. But I thought it was kind of oversaturated um with things happening and to cram this much stuff into one or two days worth of her being there doesn't make much sense to me everything is like so jumbled and when we talk to the creepy witch boss and she's like one minute she's so furious with her and then the next minute she's like you have to help us with the no face and then at the next the next thing they're like who gave her those tickets and then it's all over the place it really doesn't make much sense to me i don't get the relationship well she's supposed to be so, like a like a petulant boss like always demanding you do these things and then oh we need your help all of a sudden we need you to do these things and then goes back to treating you like shit right after you do the things they need i, I thought yeah. that I, yeah and then the, and then getting mad that the baby was gone and then it was just a weird she she was kind of bipolar, okay? Creepy witch. Well, there were two of her, so perhaps... Uh... Uh, I don't know. I don't like any of that. <laughs> I am gonna probably give it a one. <laughs> I don't feel anything. I don't really care about the story. It's not a very good literal story. It's much more fable and uh, fairy tale Like, oh, these things all represent something else. Um, so the more that you're into that, the more rewarding it'll be. And if you're very into animation, that this will also be extremely rewarding because there are such iconic looking characters. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the, like the breakfast at Tiffany's syndrome where like every girl in college has the breakfast at Tiffany's poster with her, the long cigarette thing. But like none of I guarantee none of them have seen breakfast at Tiffany's is not a good, <laughs> extremely racist movie. Um, it's, it's okay, but it's, it's, it's not great. I wouldn't be surprised if people were like, Ooh, I like that shadowy creature with the mask or I like the guy with the arms or the little spider creatures. And like that aesthetic is just a pleasing thing for a lot of people. So they kind of go off with that. That wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, but I bet I, I can also see ha- this having a very long and stable cult following too. That makes sense to me just because of the very unique way this world is put together and the whole, all the, there's so much unique creatures and stuff going on here that I think it's really bursting with ambition and like a lot of cool stuff going on. It's not exactly for me. Um, it's, I really do like the middle chunk of this movie a lot. Um, but it doesn't stick the landing and there are, uh, some things 
I, there's just some like pacing things th- through the beginning that it takes me a while to like start to care. But the, all the stuff in the bathhouse, I think, is, is really good. And uh, it is a memorable movie. I remember when I saw this in theaters a couple years ago for a special whatever event. And, uh, yeah, there's things that stick with you in this, or me anyway. So it's it's a little mixed, but uh, more good than bad. And I understand it's cult following status. Uh, about a 3.5 for the resonance and feel. Um, we're at the end here. A little shaky. I don't know. Uh, start with Jess. You going to recommend Spirited Away? I think I'm going to give it a light recommend. I would just warn someone what they're walking into and they have to have a very creative mind or this would just be confusing and make you mad. <laughs> when you told me, because you told me before you this, oh, I, I remember watching it as a kid. I love watching it when I was a kid. And I'm like, and then I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't think Jess remembers exactly how this movie goes. <laughs> no, like, I, I can like, imagine as a kid, you're <laughs> definitely very entertained because there's so many colors, so many scenes, so many personalities, stuff like right. that. But if you're watching a movie to understand it, I guess through an adult or even not even child, like a an adolescent age, it's it's not for you. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, uh, Nicole? I don't really think it's fair for me to give a recommendation or not. I already said if I, I don't like this style of movie, so I would uh, not recommend this, but I, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, people talk about this movie all the time and it's, it does have that following so if i'm do you understand something- does it does, does that make any sense like i know there's some movies you don't like but you get it like you get why someone would like it do you get why someone would like this or is that even still kind of a mystery to you why is I mean, this so popular i suppose it really isn't anything spectacular to me i mean they from what i'm understanding of you talking about this studio and it's like groundbreaking or whatever it is and it's still popular i i'm not seeing why no yeah there it looks like, like any old anime movie to me it looks like it could be pokemon series for all <laughs> i know if i didn't know <laughs> you, you want know to talk I mean? about some bad stories <laughs> if you if if you didn't know what would make this different than saying that that was a pokemon movie you know what i mean like it is there's nothing there that makes it stand out I will make you watch a Pokemon movie, and I will, and you will very clearly see what the difference is. Oh, I've are. seen all the Pokemon movies. I loved Pokemon when I was little. Yeah, but again, Jess loved this movie when she was seven. So maybe well, if you she watch didn't it even now, see it. Twenty-seven year old. Well, maybe she might have. She doesn't. Not even. It could have been another. It could have been another Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, yeah, they're they're kind of like a Japanese level Pixar as far as like uh, everything they make is pretty much acclaimed. They have very few misses, and this is one of their. One of their big guys. So uh, I like this. Uh, I I would not put myself in the cult following of I know all these characters front and back. As you can see, I very clearly didn't. I know like four or five of them. Um, they're cool looking and they do cool stuff. The middle is really interesting uh, and there's and it's so overflowing with uniqueness and ambition that I absolutely would give this a recommend. This is a kind of it's like a movie for me, but not for me. Like it's a type of movie like I will always give a pass to this kind of movie that tries to do a lot of things because it's just more interesting than uh, that Denzel movie that I still can't remember the name of, even though we did it last week. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to recommend this. So that's two recommends, one not recommend, all kind of varying degrees of we're kind of all mixed on this one but that's that's our opinion of spirited away thank you again to thomas for suggesting this yay uh, thomas thanks thomas. and if you if you want to uh, have a movie that's streaming on one of the major major streaming platforms so that's netflix prime hulu disney plus uh or hbo max 
Uh, if it's streaming on one of those right now, send it in and we'll put it to the list and hopefully get to it sooner than we got to this one. Uh, now that some spots are freeing up, still going to keep doing regular theater and uh, new releases on streaming though. And if you want to recommend to us, it is films with the women in my life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pot host. Our tournament's also finishing up this week on Instagram. Nicole, Done, done quite well for herself Vote this for year. Pedro. I, I think it's going to be a, I think we're going to have a repeat winner there. But uh, the, the movie itself, I think, is getting decided the week you're listening to this. So Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram to vote for the winner. Uh, and you can also email the show, phoneswiththewomen at gmail.com. And that is it for Spirited Away. Thank you guys for being on. Thank yep. you. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.